Hey, welcome to the Really Late Show. I'm Chris. Got Craig with me. Craig, how are you? Doing well. How are you, Chris? I'm I'm okay. Like I was saying before the show, kind of a busy day, but we're here. We're, we're surviving. Yeah. It's all good. We've made it to Monday night. Yeah. Well, my work week starts tomorrow, so I, I guess okay. this I guess is kind of like my Sunday, right? You've made it to the end of the weekend, I suppose. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, it'd be nice if I got Saturday and Sundays off, but, you know, yeah. Monday's kind of nice having off. You know, yeah. everyone used to get depressed Sunday night going, crap, I got to go to work tomorrow. I don't have that. Yeah, that's true. I just get depressed Monday night. But, hey, I've got Craig, so Craig's helping me on my depression by doing these podcasts. So th- thanks again, Craig. You're the man. No problem. Um, big news happened today, and uh, poor Joe Castle, not sure if he'll be with us tonight, but he got stuck with the story. Deshaun Watson uh, got suspended this morning. Um, Craig, you said this in our little pre-show thing. Kind of weird, a Monday morning news dump. Um, yeah. I mean, as journalists, I'm sure we've all seen it before, where big news like this, you know, even in the sports world gets dumped on a Friday afternoon where offices are closed and people can avoid getting phone calls or at least be like, Hey, I wasn't in because you called me at five o'clock here. We get a a 9 AM Eastern time news dump, which is very, very strange. Um, I mean, obviously the judge in this case has the power to render her decision when she sees fit. And she decided that Monday morning was the, uh, opportune time why was it better than friday afternoon thursday morning wednesday night last week i don't know but monday morning it is yeah and we can talk more about that later i mean the journalists and people listen to this are curious like oh well, great it's 8 a.m we can get in our print editions and other stuff but yeah. you know first of all from the football side i did not read the whole 16 page report but i was watching and listening to some pundits talk about it and it was pretty upfront. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson has maintained his in- innocence throughout this, but to judge say, hey, he did stuff. He did stuff that was unwanted. Um, the judge kind of felt that that was the six games. She felt that that was the biggest that she could impose. I mean, yeah, she could say six years, 60 years, whatever. I think she felt the six games was the highest. Craig, I got mixed feelings about that. Um, he sold three more of his suits yesterday, so technically there's only one suit that's still out there. Um, you know, I look back to my guy, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he had that probably 18 years ago, and he sold, well, he, he sold the only two cases against him. And, you know, he ended up with six games, they narrowed it to four. Craig, I wouldn't be surprised when this thing's all over that Deshaun ends up with four games. To be honest with you, well, no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not waving my Deshaun Watson banner or flag or saying he did nothing wrong. I, I I just, if I, if I had to pick, like, if I, if we were gambling tonight and the length, the eventual length of suspension, I would almost say it like that. Um, the, the frustrating thing, and this was a debate on sports talk all day. You know, Calvin Ridley got year suspension. Uh, he parlayed Mm -hmm. on his own team. There was some argument, even if that was real or not. And it seems like the NFL is really, like the Ridley thing was more football related since it was about football. Um, the Watson thing was more personal conduct. And again, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing and what my take on what happened to the NFL. It seems like the NFL is really 
get more upset with on-the-field stuff than off-the-field. And I don't agree, and we can talk about why I don't agree, but I think that's the point the NFL is trying to make there. Yeah, this is this is a weird a weird precedence that the NFL is setting. And you mentioned it with Ben Roethlisberger getting six games for two sexual misconduct allegations that were, again, settled, much like Deshaun Watson's, where they were not, you know, charged criminally. And you have all these other things. You know, I mean, we've talked to, you know, Josh Gordon, a former Cleveland Brown, who has missed forever. It seems like so many games for marijuana use. And I know he was a multiple time offender, so it enhanced his, you know, punishments every time out. But I I just feel like you need consistency with this league and you don't get it when it comes to player personnel conduct and suspension or no suspension. Here we get six games and you're thinking it could be reduced. And I can't believe that it could even be reduced from six games because this is a, you know, if, if it is in fact spelled out that the judge believes that he did wrong and you're talking about sexual misconduct allegations, how are you letting this go through when there's more than two dozen sexual misconduct allegations levied against him? It doesn't matter if it's a Browns quarterback or a Lions quarterback or a Bengals or a San Francisco 49ers. Something has to give. Something has to be more consistent. And the idea that everything about this just, you know, the time was taken to um, to try to, you know, de- go into detail and interview people and get the, the, the sides of the story, which includes Deshaun Watson's side of the story. I certainly agree with that. But this, this notion that she didn't think that, you know, six games or, or more than six games was fair, I, I don't understand that. That doesn't seem it, – it's kind of confusing that, you know, you, you, you believe that there was wrongdoing, but yet you, it's almost like you're saying your hands are tied and you can't give him more than six games when I think they've, they've done the math on it. He's going to lose like 330-some-odd thousand dollars out of this – mega contract where every penny of his 240 million dollars is guaranteed by the by the browns and the browns structured the contract to where this year would only be a million dollar salary knowing that he was going to be suspended and miss games where his contract would be he would lose a lot more money if he was playing on a 45 million dollar a year deal Instead, it's not, and it just—it just seems like you're 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 slapping the victims in the face. It seems like you're slapping this this whole system in the face when you're not really properly vetting the situation and understanding that yeah, while every every case is different, there are precedences that have been set in other cases of sexual misconduct. And if you're giving Ben Roethlisberger six games and then reducing it to four on two sexual misconduct allegations, what does that mean when you get 25? Is 25 and two equal to the uh, to these people in this arbitration hearing? I mean, do they not think about these? Pre- As a judge, especially her, she's used to, to you know basing decisions off of precedents that have been set in case trial 
And here it's almost like she didn't realize that there were other cases that she could have maybe looked at to determine how severe this punishment could be. Yeah, Craig, quite simply, I agree. But if we leave it at that, <laughs> our segment's done, and <laughs> we're going to get over to our next one. Let me throw some ideas right. past you. And again, I'm not defending Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger, or any of these guys. You look at the, we talked about precedence. You look at the precedence that's being set here. Um, Cream Hunt, you know, he punched the dude, and then there was yeah. a hotel incident in Cleveland where he. And let's say allegedly, I mean, I, I don't know exactly where the court case ended up. I just want to make sure we don't get sued for this. But, you know, it was allegations of punching a man, allegations, which pretty much were on video. But, again, I'm not interested in getting into a <laughs> libel suit tonight. Um, you know, there was allegations of him kicking and pushing a woman. Eight games. Um, you know, the Ray Rice thing. I mean, he, he was violent. It was pretty caught on tape. Two yeah. games. Um, and here's the thing that bothers me. I, I think recently the NFL, and I think we're at a stage of our history, 2022, where this stuff is not accepted like it used to be. Um, think back in Hollywood. You know, there was abuse. There was unwanted advances. And I think it was the Me Too movement that took care of that. Well... And that's not just in Hollywood, that's in our professional lives, the office, the, you know, sports and everything. And I just don't like, I don't know what truly happened with Deshaun Watson, but I don't like the fact the optics of this are really bad. Yeah. Uh, think about, the NFL's doing a lot more recently to reach out to women. Um, you think, the breast cancer, and yeah, bre breast cancer's horrible, but... Let's don't kid ourselves. Part of the reason why the NFL is making a big deal about that is they're appealing to women, you know? Um, there's a women's professional tournament going on somewhere um, that the Browns, one of the Browns' assistant coaches is a woman, is the head coach for U.S. Well, they don't do it just for heck of it. They do it because they want the sport to reach out to more women. And you try to do it, and you try to have nice things like uh, raising money for breast cancer and women playing football, and then you get this... And you know, Craig, I mean, you've seen the coverage. You've lived here. People were ticked when this Deshaun Watson trade came down. Yeah. And, well, and there were, and there were people yeah. that were okay with it, which, I mean, people are going to have their opinion on things, and that's fine. But at the same time, you know, you, you just sat, you know, sat there and talked about, you know, this league trying to appeal to women. And then, here, you know, here you get violence against women that doesn't result in hefty suspensions. Yeah. You've got sexual misconduct allegations. It, it really comes across as tone deaf. And I'll tell you, I like Ben Roethlisberger. I like the fact that the Steelers finally got a franchise quarterback after some years without a franchise quarterback. But I'll tell you, Craig, when Ben had those allegations, that was relatively early in his career. I mean, I didn't hate him. I didn't not watch the Steelers or anything else like that. But Ben throughout his career, was probably my 10th or 12th favorite Steeler. Just because the whole thing creeped me out. You know? Yeah. And, and I'm a Steelers fan. Craig, if they hire a bunch of murderers, I'd probably still be a Steelers fan. And, 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 which tells you where, I'm, where my head's on some stuff. But, uh, but the thing was, it took a long time. And near the end, 
you know, I appreciate the fact that Ben seemed to reform his life. He seemed to find God. Um, it was interesting. I don't think I got this far with you. Uh, Matt Hammett, that singer that we talked to on our other show uh, a week or two ago, it was funny. Um, he, the Steelers, one of the Steelers' owner's sons has a son <clears throat> with the same condition that Hammett's son has with the half a heart. And he was telling stories on the podcast about how he <clears throat> he got to know some of the Steelers. And, you know, he's he is a contemporary Christian singer. Big Ben's into contemporary Christian music now. So he told me he went to Ben's house. And he was like, I'm not sure what to have done with that. Because Hammett obviously knows the stories that we all know from 20 years ago. But he said, he said, guys, he seems to have reformed. You know, he has the kind of bully coaches and everything. And he said, like, he walked away with a good uh, thought about him. But honestly, Craig, that was 20 years. You, you know, that a law officer still scratch their heads going, has he really cleaned up his life? We don't know. And it, it's, <clears throat> this thing sticks with you. I'm, I think, you know, Deshaun Watson might say, hey, this is bad PR. Yeah, maybe by, by the end of the year it'll be done, it'll be over with. No, this stuff sticks with you. And what frustrates me a little bit. I know it's part of football. We make fun of each other's teams and everything. But, you know, 18 years ago, oh, throw Big Ben in jail forever, and, you know, he's horrible. And then some of these same people are like, oh, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> why did he get six games? He should have gotten no games. You know? yeah. NFL should have paid damages for defaming his great name or whatever, you know? And it's it's frustrating. Um as a moral guy, it, it leaves a really bad taste in your mouth yeah. when it comes to football. Um, I, I will say on the other end, it, it's going to create some intrigue with the season. You know, what's going to happen with the Browns this year? Uh, assuming it stays at six games, what's what's their record? You know, I mean, just looking at it from a football sense, uh, Deshaun Watson didn't play at all last year. And for the first yeah. half of the suspension, he can't practice with the team and everything else. Well, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he comes back. And again, Craig, I'm not overlooking the horrible things he's accused of, but from a football sense, it'd be like, man, I mean, I don't think he's going to forget how to play, but I mean, he's almost not going to play for a year and a half. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think he'll still be a good quarterback for the Browns, but there's going to be some rust build up, I bet. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously you've got to look at it from that perspective too. Um, you know, and you, you try to, look at it from the football perspective while not, you know, downplaying the severity of what's happened and the victims involved in all of this, because, you know, these women are going to be living with this for the rest of their lives. And, you know, I've seen some of the, the women who have appeared on like HBO real sports who are really broken up about what they experienced with him, whether it was right, wrong, or in between somewhere, you know, they seem to be very genuinely affected by this and again everything has seemed to work out in the browns favor is it possible that his suspension's reduced i it could be i mean who knows he he has a chance to appeal this the nfl has a chance to you know give him more games but i don't know if the nfl wants to be involved in in trying to appeal it and give him more games because if they do then is the nfl admitting that there's probably worse to the story than what has really gotten out so I don't think the NFL wants to, you know, get involved in this and make it eight or twelve or a full season. So six games or less seems to be the the magic number here. And 
it just well, doesn't make sense. It just it, it's confusing that you would find wrongdoing when every case is a sexual mis you know misconduct allegation, and still feel like you can't give him more than six games. I just don't get that. Yeah, and where that stands, the NFL Players Association actually had a statement the night before the ruling saying, "Hey, you know we're not going to pursue this thing further." NFL. Okay. We encourage you not to pursue any further because I think the NFL, the Players Association, got a feeling that it was not going to be. And, and Craig, you're right. If it, it ends up being six, it's way too lenient. I'm not arguing the other way. Uh, but I think the NFLPA says, hey, we're not going to mess with this anymore. And the NFL, you know, it's interesting. The NFL wants to have the, hey, we're tough on this stuff uh, policy. But, you know, or does the NFL want to just sweep us under the rug? Who knows? Uh, it doesn't come across that anybody's tough on this. And the NFL's worn several black eyes over their handling of suspensions of other various NFL players that have gotten into trouble. And I'm not I'm not saying that he should be banished from the league. That's not my call to make. But it doesn't seem like the punishment really fits the crime, despite the fact that there were no criminal proceedings, because that hasn't stopped Deshaun Watson from settling pretty much every single case out of court, which I understand is not necessarily a sign of guilt or an admission of guilt, but it certainly isn't a good look when you're quick to settle things and, and try to pay people off with $230 million worth of NFL contract coming your way over the next five years. You know, I, I would say that there's probably no amount of money that these women could get that will make anything better for them. But I hope they get the Brinks truck backed up to each and every one of them because they deserve it. At the very least, that's something that they should be given with all of this going on. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, it's hard to say exactly what he did or didn't do. Um but you're right. It's weird where it's everybody. B because, in essence, if you're paying off everybody... Uh, say, and there, there's some people out there who feel this way. I don't. But you know how sometimes you sit there and say, Hey, if somebody has a lot of money, maybe they're using marks for being sued and everything. But if Deshaun just wanted to clear his name and he didn't do anything wrong... I mean, if you pay off 24 women, what's to stop 24 more women from saying, Oh, yeah, I got... It. You, you know what I mean? So... I, I don't know, Craig. Obviously, we don't know for sure what happened to those uh, rooms and everything. But, yeah, it does send a bad message when he's paying off 24 women. Yeah, and I know people will you know will probably make the argument that, well, these women were just looking for the payout. And I'm not saying that some or all of them or a few of them or whatever may or may not be. But at the end of the day, when you're not seeking out criminal charges against a person – that is the only other way that you can really make an impact on this person is by saying, well, you caused irreparable damage to me emotionally and maybe you've quit your job. And, you know, that's something that, you know, has to be taken into account. So I don't know that I would buy the whole they're just out to get money after a guy that was, you know, signed a $230 million guaranteed contract. It's more about that's the last resort for them. That's all they could do because criminal charges weren't coming and it wasn't enough for the NFL to just, well, we'll suspend him for six games or we'll suspend him for whatever amount of time. You know, these women, 
that that's the least of what they should be owed is is some financial compensation based on the the personal issues that they're probably having to deal with forever now. Well, and here's the other thing too. If you're putting your name out there, and again, who knows what anybody does this stuff for or doesn't do it for, but you're putting yourself in a lot of harm's way if you're just making up by making accusation like that. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's, there's a lot of arguments to make for they're not just trying to get money, but uh, it's a tough situation. It'll be interesting to see what happens football-wise, but from a off-the-field sense, this day just... Yeah, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I, I still like the NFL. Uh, it's not going to scare me away from the NFL necessarily. But I, I agree. I, I think the NFL needs to get a little bit more consistent and really sit there and say, hey, here's what we're going to value. You know what I mean? And, exactly. and, what, and what bugs me is, hey, it's a Sean Watson. It might be uh, at least the top 10 quarterbacks. You can probably make an argument for maybe being in the top five quarterbacks. Does it matter that he's a draw too? You know what I mean? You know, if it was fourth string tight end of the Green Bay Packers that nobody pays attention to, is is the um, punishment more strict? I don't know. Well, yeah, and you realize too that the Roger Goodell and the NFL leadership work at the behest of the ownership of yeah. all thirty-two franchises. Who's one of those franchise owners that looks after the, you know, the, the commissioner's office? Well, it's the Haslam family, the owners of the Cleveland Browns. So, um, it's it's not. It probably wouldn't be very uncommon for an owner to step in and say, things have to get, you know, things can't be too bad for our players because this is our our chance to win. And I, I I would hope that Roger Goodell would, you know, scoff at that notion, but. Who's to say that he wouldn't? He's employed by these owners. These 32 owners have a chance to fire him if they so choose. So it, it just, you know, the NFL has to be better. And like you said, you know, you made a great point with this game is trying to grow and, 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 and hopefully generate more female watching and, and participation. They've done a lot to try to put female uh, in position of power, whether it's coaching or in the front office. But this just seems like it tears all of that down and just really thumbs its nose at the, the Me Too movement and the idea that the NFL wants to include women and to you know recruit women to be fans and to fall in love with the NFL like so many men have. Yeah, definitely. Um, very interesting. Well, um, hey, thanks for checking us out. Lots of content on the website. Lots of content I haven't released yet. Uh, a lot of great content out there, I guess I can say. Uh, let me mention a couple of recent shows that we had. Um, we talked, our uh, release of Sunday, uh, Paul, Joe, and I had some fun talking about Mega Millions. Uh, talking about how crazy it is. Um, Craig, I actually won a ticket. I okay. signed up for this app. I got one free ticket for Mega Millions. So I was like, man, I'm going to win, Craig. Didn't get any numbers right. So. No. Yeah. Well, that happens. And that's why we don't play Mega Millions. That's because, why we don't play the lottery. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I talked to my mom about it. My mom, you know, I was raised in a really conservative home. My mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Mom, one-time <laughs> deal. I'm not going to do it anymore. So, um, Also, our Steelers podcast. Uh, we're kind of going back to Ohio. And big, long story, but 
Uh, we kind of, um, we're not working with a separate site anymore. Long story, it's okay. Uh, but we're hosting them right now in the Highland again. Uh, talked about a running back sign the Steelers made. Is it going to help the Steelers or not? We kind of argued about that. And then um, Craig Lore and I talked about Seinfeld. Uh, the trip uh, where Kramer goes to California and gets arrested for murder. We'll see what happens yeah. there. Yeah. I love how we talk about this like this is brand new. Like everyone's like, whoa, Kramer <laughs> got arrested for murder. This week on Seinfeld. It <laughs> yeah. was 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I never heard about that. What yeah. What the heck is going on? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, for Craig and... Oh, wait a minute. Also, later tonight, uh, I think we're going to have Joe with us. We're going to talk about... What, what's it, Nate and Kate? Yeah, or, or Kate and Nate. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> yeah. Are you pro? Are you team Kate or team Nate? Uh, I, I got some thoughts about that. They're not very pro, to be honest. With you. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> and also, also breaking news about Dame drops. I think Craig will be oh, happy. Geez. Oh, it's Craig will be happy to hear this news. I'll, I'll put it like that. Okay, all right. Joe, well. Joe will too. I'm not. All right. Um, and then oh, later time we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. I got ways of making the Hall of Fame better. I'm sure Craig does too. We'll talk that over. All right. For Craig, this is Chris. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.